Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 298 of our Kick Bootcamp podcast. The title of today's interview is Cure the Causes, an interview with Dr. Christina Rahm. My name is Matt Sabatello. My name is Richard Johannesson. Dr. Rahm is a brilliant scientist and founder and developer of Root, a line of supplements that Dr. Rahm has created after her own chronic Lyme journey to keep herself healthy and safe from Lyme disease. Dr. Rahm was bit by a tick and quickly within a few weeks became debilitated. She went from having a photographic memory to not being able to remember anything. After 13 years of learning exactly what she needed to do to get her health back, she finally regained her life. And today she's helping others shortcut their Lyme disease journey. So without further ado, we're really excited to introduce Dr. Christina Rahm. Hey, Dr. Rahm, and welcome to the Tick Food Camp Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be on your show. Well, we're really excited to have you on our show as well. So can you please uh, share with our folks some of your background? Uh, you're an author, you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, uh, you're a scientist. I mean, you are sort of the sort of the renaissance uh, woman of this community. So talk to us about all of these uh, accomplishments that you've been uh, able to achieve over the last uh, several years of your life. Uh, well, I, you know, I, um, I'm, like you said, I'm a mother of four. I spent a lot of time uh, in college getting different degrees that had to do with uh, different types of medical science. And I love what I do. I ended up um, working for pharmaceutical companies for years like Pfizer, J&J, Bristol-Myers, a lot of companies actually that I worked with viruses. I worked with rare diseases. And then I kind of pivoted. I was a CEO for years of healthcare companies and I started working on natural supplements um, probably all of it originated actually from having Lyme disease, being sick and wanting to have natural things that could help people. Um, but I also understood the pharmaceutical side of it. Like I was on some special projects at pharmaceutical companies working on actually Lyme disease. So I, um, you know, I think that I was motivated um, having Lyme disease and having cancer. I was, I was really motivated to achieve things every day that could help people with solutions. And that's really what has led me to where I am right now, let's to talk, be honest. Let's talk about your Lyme journey first, and we'll sort of connect that to uh, to your cancer journey. Uh, but you 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 began your Lyme disease journey at 19 after discovering that you were bitten by a tick. So talk to us about the circumstances under which uh, you found yourself bitten by a tick and how, the, how did that develop for you? Yeah, I was working in North Carolina at uh, a conference center, a, a Christian conference center, actually. And I, we went camping and I got in a bed of seed ticks. And when I got in the, or that's what they said, they said they were seed ticks. And then I got back and uh, I loved working there. I really enjoyed it. Um, but they found, they found a bite that they thought was a brown recluse bite. And so uh, the medic there said, you know, this is a brown close bite. I had a high fever, but then I just kept getting worse. And it was really a classic bullseye, you know, but at the time, you know, I'm pretty old. So back then they didn't know what it was. <laughs> and so, so they kept saying, you know, you're going to get better. They treated me with some things. I don't remember exactly what it was at that time. I, I'll be honest. I lost a lot of my memory through that. I ended up um, I fainted at a movie theater with friends there. My fever was 105, almost 106. I ended up in the ICU. Um, I was there. I had spinal taps, uh, diagnosed with meningitis, very sick, could not even remember my parents' names, couldn't remember um, anything. And I was a straight A student. I, um, you know, was an athlete. 
my life was great. You know, it was like everything was perfect. And when that happened, uh, my life changed pretty dramatically. I had a, a pretty, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. Doctor, what, what was the window of time between the, the tick bite or bites when you came in contact with uh, this bed of sea ticks and um, oh, bed of sea ticks, bed of ticks and uh, uh, of the seed ticks. I can't say the word seed. Uh, and, um, and when you became chronically, what was that window of time? You know, the bite was horrible and I started not feeling great, but I was in college, you know, you're trying to have fun in college. I, I don't, it was like two, two and a half weeks that it got really progressively worse. I want to explore yeah. that with you a little bit because it's pretty rare for someone to go from tick bite to chronic illness in that shorter window of time with a couple of exceptions, right? When we've interviewed many of the leading Lyme experts, so they'd be Dr. Rawls or um, some of the other uh, leading experts that we've, we've interviewed, uh, what, we've, what we've discovered is that it's very rare that you would go from bite to illness unless there are two circumstances. One of which is if you suffer multiple bites, which it seems like you must have when you found yourself in this yeah. bed of ticks. The second circumstance, of course, is when somebody's living in, for example, in a uh, line, uh, I'm lying, they're, they're, living, they're living in a mold um, in, uh, infested house, or they, you know, they, and, and, and they're immunocompromised, and they get suffer a tick bite, and then they get sick. So talk to us about, uh, first, you had these multiple tick bites, so that makes perfect sense. What was your environment like at that time as well? Do you think you were immunocompromised because you were in the presence of mold or anything like that? Well, I, I've always had um, issues with my health, actually, but I had bites all over me. There was just one bite that was significant, but I had like it, it looked horrible. Right. And, and they explained that that maybe I got bit by more than one brown recluse. Right. And I was living in a dorm like setting that I'm sure I mean, I remember there was mold everywhere. And, um, you know, we were outside and it was in the country and there was it, it was just not a, I, I can't say it wasn't a safe environment. It was like living in a cabin, right? That didn't have air conditioned, <laughs> that didn't have, you know, we all shared bathrooms together, stuff like that. So it was, um, and I loved being there, but it was definitely a situation where it wasn't like a house where things were being cleaned regularly. <laughs> you know, it was, it was one of the environments. Yeah. So it sounds like you had the perfect storm, right? You were living in the moldy environment for this window of time, you get bitten by multiple ticks, you have uh, healthcare professionals who at the time really didn't have, well, not that they're particularly competent now in the Western world, but but certainly didn't have the competence to help you get through uh, prophylactically dealing with these bites and you became chronically ill pretty quickly. Pretty quick, it, and I say two and a half weeks, it was, I, I became very ill in two and a half weeks. I didn't end up in the hospital till probably three, almost four weeks. I don't remember. I completely lost my memory. Uh, it, it was a really bad situation. And at the time, not very many people knew about Lyme's disease. So I had an infectious disease doctor, which happened to have been one of the few doctors that knew about it back then, because you're talking, I mean, 30 years ago, you know, 30, 30 plus years ago. So, um, and he, I just remember um, him even giving me all these tests. I tested positive you know, the teeter score that gave me all these tests. I didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand really what he was saying. My family was back in Missouri. My best friend that was my roommate in college happened to be at the camp working with me. And it, it was really bad. Like I ended up in the hospital 
on, they end up giving me rocephin IV treatments and all these kinds of different treatments they were trying that were like chemotherapy and all the veins collapsed in both of my arms. They put a shunt in, of course, I can still feel it on my left side to administer medicine. I lost my hair. I lost my eyelashes. I started swelling. They had me on prednisone and different types. I think they even tried methotrexate. I was on a lot of different things and they would have a nurse come once they'd let me leave after two weeks. They had, I mean, they were scared I was going to die. They could not, I was, had ice everywhere. They couldn't get the fever down. Uh, But by the time I got back to the camp, they, they did not want me to go home to Missouri because, so I stayed there for the summer with someone coming every day to give the IV treatments they were worried if I left, I wouldn't get the right treatment because there weren't a lot of doctors that were handling Lyme disease at the time. So it, it became, I mean, if you asked me about that summer, all I remember is getting sick constantly. I went from being this active person that was happy to not being able to get out of bed. And when I got out of bed, I was just so sick that I was miserable. I remember thinking, I can't live this way. You know, I mean, it was, it was really bad. Um, And I was very, I still remember being very emotional and sad. And I went from having a photographic memory to not understanding anything, you know, and not, and that was probably the hardest part for me because I had always been one of these kids that I knew I wanted to do all these things with my life and to lose my memory and my ability to be the top person in school was really hard for me. So, Dr. Yeah. Ram, at this point, when they gave you the IV rocephin and they're throwing everything, you know, but the kitchen sink at you, were you feeling any better in the short term? I felt horrible. It was they they tried a type of chemotherapy. And, you know, now back then I wasn't the person I am now. Like now I understand every medication. <laughs> you know, that's what I've done for a living. So but back then I didn't know. I just knew that every time they came, I got sick after the treatments and I couldn't figure out if it was from the Lyme disease or what they were giving me. But they explained to me they had to do it. They did it for a period of about three months. Uh, and then I ended up going back to college. They actually told me I shouldn't go to college for two years. I needed to take at least a year off. But my parents uh, were like, you're going to go back to school and you're going to be fine. And um you know, it was, it was really hard. I was in a sorority. When I went back to school, I didn't want to go to the parties. I didn't want to get up. Uh, thankfully, the college let me basically take classes, not online, but I didn't have to go to school. I just went to take the test. The problem was I couldn't even remember the question. Like I remember reading the question. And if you said to me, what is two plus two at the time? I might understand that it was four, but I wasn't even able to write four. Like I, they, they diagnosed me with rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis, you know, so I had all these diagnoses. And if you saw my pictures back then, you wouldn't recognize me. I mean, I looked horrible. So Dr. I'm just for clarity, this summer when you got diagnosed with Lyme disease, was there any other tests done for other tick-borne illnesses? And you mentioned chemotherapy, were they using chemo for the Lyme or were they using that for some other, you know, other treatment that you had another condition for? It was an experimental treatment he was trying. No, they were using it for that and for supposedly the rheumatoid. It was more like a human monoclonal antibody, but it was a type of chemotherapy trying to help me with the um, rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis and all the other things that they had diagnosed me with. They did test me for everything else. Yes, they tested me for everything under the sun. They did repetitive tests um, on everything during that time. I, I had a, I have to be honest, I had a really good doctor. I still remember, I shouldn't even, I don't know if I should say this. My mom and dad did not believe in Lyme disease. 
and uh, they just wanted me to be okay. And he was pretty upset because he knew how serious it was. And he, I have really great parents, but he was not that nice to my parents because he tried to explain at the time my dad had read some stuff and he thought it was just a made up illness. <laughs> and so, yeah. But when you went back to college after that summer, did your doctor who was Lyme literate tell you that you were quote unquote cured from Lyme or was he telling yeah. you you needed more treatment and your parents said, oh, Lyme's not real, go back to school and be normal. You know, what, what happened at that point? That's what happened. <laughs> he basically was like, you're going to keep needing treatment. You need to be followed. Uh, but I ended up really starting to research it, things and look into things. And I started understanding that antibiotics and antifungals and different type of medication could help me. I did not, I took myself off of the prednisone. I hated it. Uh, I hated, I, I actually, in the end was like, I, I was glad my parents, I didn't want to do it anymore. I just didn't. And I started researching natural things that could help me. I was raised on a farm by a mother that's, you know, Cherokee and Choctaw Indian. I was raised with natural things anyway. And so for me, uh, the treatments they were giving me, I did not believe were a long-term solution for me personally. It was just, it made me so, so sick. I felt like they were killing me. Dr. Rahm, you're not alone in that. And also people not believing in chronic Lyme or Lyme in general is not uncommon because of all the controversy that's out there. You know, we call them the Lyme wars, right? But let's yeah. talk more about your pivot from Western medicine to natural medicine, because we know that you're the author of Cure the Causes, this brilliant book that you've written. We know that you're the founder of Root Wellness and you have all these supplements that you've now, you know, today been able to create to help people that are unwell and, and looking to improve their health. You've been featured in Forbes magazine. I mean, so you've, you've really did this 180 with your health. So share with us when you started to have this transition into natural medicine and what that was like for you and how your health started to improve. You know, I, I started realizing that now that I'm thinking about this, because we're walking through this journey with me, I did stay on prednisone and they tried a cyclosporin and a methotrexate and all these things. I, I remember they had me on a kind of antibiotic. It wasn't Zithromax. Um, I actually ended up working on Zithromax with Lyme disease later at Pfizer. I had an experience with that. But during that time, everything they were giving me was making me extremely sick. Uh, I'm sure, you know, now that I look back, the microbiome of my body was messed up. Uh, they did not have me like I should have been on antifungals, right? Like there's a lot of stuff that now I understand because of the research I've done. Like I've had the luxury at this point of uh, being involved in research at some of the top companies that that we had. We didn't push out all the results, but I saw some things that worked with Lyme disease. But back then I started reading about turmeric, curcumin and different things that I could take and I could get it like GNC, right? Or at stores, you know, I didn't have a ton of money back then because I was in college. So I started taking things that were supplements and things that I thought would help me basically rebuild my body. And a lot of that I think comes from being raised on a farm in a natural environment by parents that did not want me at doctors all the time. Me understanding that we used to use different salve and different plants to help us. I mean, that's how I was raised. So when I started making that transition, I started feeling better. But I will say this. It was a good, gosh, two, three, four years, actually four strong years before I was really able to, I know this sounds really odd, but to comprehend and to understand even the classes I was taking. Like I went from undergrad to graduate school I can't believe I was able to make that transition to graduate school because my grades were not good. I think it was my personality, though, and my ability to not give up and to keep trying. 
Um, I'm thankful to my parents for that, to be honest, that they kept saying, you can do it. You can get out of bed. You can go. And gradually the rheumatoid arthritis, I started feeling better. I mean, I remember not being able to bend my fingers and do anything, but I think it was me taking the transition. In fact, I know it was, of I'm going to try to do a little bit every day. I had studied some stuff on different types of salts and different types of um, zeolites and things like that, that could help. And I just was fortunate enough to go back to really my roots of how I was raised on what I thought I should do for myself. But I didn't, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I didn't have any guidance from anyone else. I, I, there was never anyone there I could talk to really about this. Yeah. And, and you know, there's so much of this, I think is this root cause medicine is so bio-individual. We talk about this a lot on this podcast, Dr. Rom, where you have to figure out what you need and then try to find doctors to work with you, but you're sort of the detective and you're the, the core person yeah. to be able to navigate throughout this journey that is chronic chronic illness, right? So you mentioned a lot of things that you use naturally to start improving your health and it took many years for you to make some improvements, but looking back at your journey, give us some, some ideas of the top natural treatments you use to help you with your Lyme disease. You know, what, what herbs, what binders, specific things that have helped you in your own bio-individual health to get the gains that you were able to achieve to be where you are today? Yeah, I used a lot of aloe vera cleanses. I fought with, um, with turmeric curcumin. I did a lot with, um, at the time I remember studying black cumin seed and you know, oils and how that could help. I did a lot with that. I did a lot with the grains, which I ended up reverting back to when I ended up being diagnosed as a with a brain tumor, because by the way, and we may not get into this, we may not have time, but I really believe the fact that I had cancer while I was pregnant and had different types of cancer stem from epigenetics happening from that Lyme disease. So I really, even though doctors don't correlate that, I think that that was part of the reason why I've had this multiple bouts of cancer. But at the time, I really kept going back to the plants I was raised around, the uh, environment that I have been raised around and how I could help my body naturally get better. I did take a lot of vitamins. I remember taking high vitamin C, high vitamin D, zinc. I mean, really trying to heal my own body. Uh, and I took high, high levels of that, by the way. And I do agree with you. Everybody's journey is different. Uh, back then, even then as a teen, you know, as a college student, I believed in chiropractic care. I believed in acupuncture. I believed in uh, getting massages to help myself and yoga. And mentally, I spent a lot of time meditating, praying, really working on innerly helping myself get better. Uh, and I know that sounds odd, but for me that I know that helped me. Um, I did a lot with drinking lots of water and with lemon, drinking lots of things with um, lime. I focused a lot on the citrus because of the vitamin C. So I, I did a lot of things. I would say it was a constant focus of mine, even in college. And in college, when you're in a sorority and you're busy doing all these things, usually I'm sure that wouldn't have happened to me and that would never have been my focus. <laughs> you know, like it, it kind of changed me to become this person that really cared about my health and really cared about what was going on. I even used like eucalyptus and menthol and stuff on my joints. Um, I, I, I was focused the whole time on detoxing this out of my body and getting it out. I had this visual of this virus being inside of me, laying eggs, and I just wanted to get rid of it. So I, I really, um, and then I caught something. I'll still remember this, and this isn't a natural solution, but what I caught was 
of course, my immune system was bad, so I kept getting sick. So when I went to, you, you know how you go to the doctor on campus when you're, when you're in college, I went and they would do some IVs because another thing that happened during that period is I was diagnosed with parasites at one of the hospitals and I ended up staying in the hospital. They almost did an appendic- uh, appendectomy, but they didn't because they showed me these parasites that they found inside of me. I really still believe a lot of that came again from Lyme disease. I had huge GI issues. So I started focusing on really helping the microbiome of the stomach. I started researching that. And so I, I really focused on my stomach, my heart and my brain. And how do I get that, that clean? How do I help myself? I would drink celery juice. Like I I would drink these green shakes, um, really focusing on getting that out. And at the time, again, I was not a scientist. This was not my, you know, I was an artist. I was someone that loved having fun. So it was just me continually going to the library. You know, at the time we didn't have these computers where everyone saw everything. So I kept going and I'll tell you what I did. I researched parasites. I researched different types of ticks. I researched different types of spiders. And I used a lot of the things that I read naturally to help myself get better from Lyme disease. Dr. Ron, what I like so much about what you just described is you gave us so much information for people to heal from Lyme, but all the real easy things you can do that are really cheap. What we hear often is, I can't afford to treat Lyme. It's too complicated. But you just gave us so many natural things to do to address the entire body, parasites, Lyme, detox, immune support, full body support that you use to overcome chronic Lyme disease. And it doesn't sound like it was super expensive to implement a lot of those techniques, correct? Correct. And, and I, I kind of got off topic a little bit. I did catch that when I would get sick, they would give me an antibiotic and then I would get a, you know, fungal, a yeast infection because a lot of people will. And I don't know if you've heard this, but you probably have a lot of people that have Lyme disease have more fungus, right? Yep. And actually the ticks and the parasites breed in the fungus. Uh, and at the time there wasn't a lot of knowledge, but I've always been one of these people that I pay really close attention to my body, like what's going on. And I noticed that when I would take an antibiotic and then an antifungal, I would start to feel better. I, I mean, I look for my body, I would start to literally feel better. And it was interesting when I went to work at Pfizer, it's amazing how the universe works out because I go to work for Pfizer and I worked uh, in an area of Pfizer that had to do with Diflucan, which is an antifungal, and Zitromax, which is an antibiotic. So I was, and then we were doing this project on anthrax, and it was on the marketing side, and I was brought into it at Camp Pendleton. And I remember saying, oh my gosh, this is why I'm feeling better sometimes when I get really sick and I use this, it helps me. And so I had a bit, the ability, because of different things I I did to have all this, this medication as well as natural things. Right. And so I kind of became my own doctor, which I think led me on the path that I am now because doctors could not help me. They could not answer my questions. I started feeling like they thought I was crazy. So I stopped going to doctors because I didn't want them to act like something was wrong with me. And candidly, I got tired of talking about it and complaining. So I kind of took matters into my own hands, but I was fortunate because I was exposed to all of this by working for one of the top you know, pharmaceutical companies in the United States. And even though they never released that, <laughs> I was part of a project where I got to see that. 
And Dr. Rami, this is something you discuss in the intro of your book where you say you are the help and the solution you're searching for, right? I mean, that's that's something you really emphasize in your book where yeah. the patient needs to be empowered and the patient can get better. Yeah. And there are simple, affordable things we can do. And you talk about them in your book and in you, that's what you did in your own life, right? So what else did you do that, that we may have missed, right? I mean, obviously now you went on, you're you're this brilliant scientist, you've, you've written books, you've, I mean, it's just your career is amazing and your qualifications are off the charts. But parasites, you had all of, you had, you had, you know, can, probably candida, you had fungus, you had Lyme disease, right? What else yeah. was going on in your body and what else were you doing to treat, if, if anything, that we may have missed on this interview so far? Well, I became very careful that for three years I was a vegan, <laughs> you know, and I just, I ate grains. I didn't eat any sugar. I didn't have alcohol. I just really tried to clean everything out and focus on my body being the inside. Um so I did take a lot of Epsom salt baths. I did take a lot of, like, I traveled to places where this is going to sound odd, probably, but like to the sea. So I could try to detox things out. I had this huge thought process again, that, that I was not getting the spiral sheets out. And I understood enough, especially because if you really look like when people tell me they've had Lyme disease and had issues for 10 years, that doesn't shock me at all. Because if you really look at my life, I had continuous problems until I really, I would say that was when I was 19 until I was like, gosh, 32. I had these continuous and I was continuously on this journey. Like my, I would start having my joint swell. I would start gaining weight. I would start, there was always something that was happening and I would always go on these cleanses. I really would. I would do these green cleanses drink lots of water, drink lots of lemon juice. I would constantly, I would take different types. I would gargle salt because I knew that there was a type of salt that could really help cleanse the body as well. I would even drink like a gallon of salt. I tried everything, right? And it was interesting. I, I think part of it's mental too. I think you have to figure out what your path is and how you should help yourself. You can't give up. And it, it's your own journey. Like, I don't think my journey is the same as everyone's. I did use infrared saunas. Back then, it was not a thing, but I found people that had different types of saunas and I used them. I noticed it helped. Um, so again, I really believe it was me paying t attention to my body and figuring out how I could help myself. Doctor, I'm looking at this big picture. It seems like you went from being completely bedbound and losing your mind within four weeks to becoming your own advocate, working with a variety of doctors and professionals, but you taking the charge in that to getting your health back. But it, over 13 years, you were going through this internal balance and war and struggle of health and illness, health and illness. And so you finally found a way to get yourself over that, that hill, I'll call it, to find health. And, and let's talk more about the root products that you have, right? I know we only have a few minutes left in this interview, but this whole root cause healing is so important. And now you have this brand root, you have a ton of supplements you're selling that you've built and really, you know, specify for people that are struggling with, with gut issues and Lyme and, and chronic illness. So if you could just transition into that for us and explain the root cause healing you found and how it led you to develop the root brand that you now have, and that's helping so many people around the world. Yeah. You know, so what happened was I was working with the NBA and the NFL Alumni Association. I met this guy named John Sally. He's a basketball player. He introduced me to my husband now, who's now John uh, Clayton Thomas. So when he introduced, when John introduced me to him is because John was trying, wanted me to work on a formula that would help like heal different parts of the body after injuries because athletes have so many injuries. He also wanted something that would help with CTE and different things. And so I was in all these meetings 
And I started, they started talking about zeolites, which is a type of crystal or salt. And remember how I told you that I had looked into all of this when I had Lyme disease. Um, I actually probably never would have taken the project I took if I didn't have Lyme disease because I started looking into it. I was asked by Germany's Innovation Fund or group, which is part of their government, to come and speak on some topics and met a bunch of people in that space who had worked with zeolites and different types of silicas and different types of benzonite and all these things. And I started, I threw myself into it because I started, the more I read, the more I understood how it would cause the spiral sheet to break apart and how it was, and that's, and it, it kind of clicked. Oh my gosh, that's why that used to help me. Right. And so I took the project. I ended up uh, writing a patent in 2015 that had 168 claims, which involved part of this and the patents were accepted. They were challenged for years by competitors and finally accepted. Um, I can send you a copy of it if you want. The patents got approved for reversal of aging and anti-cancerogenic effects and getting rid of nuclear waste. But there's also elements in there that talk about the Lyme disease and spiral sheets. And since that time, I've written 10 additional patents and some of those have things in there as well about the spiral sheets and the Lyme disease. My goal was to keep the levels down of this illness, this virus, these bacteria, the fungus. I wanted to keep it all down so the spiral sheets couldn't nest and breed. And so I also, I can't say things past the brain barrier because it's a nutraceutical, but I wanted it to be able to communicate so that the brain would be healthy. Because if you ask me how I felt, I can still feel, it still makes me feel yucky when you bring this subject up. Because I remember thinking my brain was on fire. <laughs> like my brain's not my brain anymore, even though it's still me, I, it, it couldn't unlock. So my goal was to give hope and I wanted something I could take all the time instead of an antibiotic and an antifungal. I wanted something natural. So that whole line at root is for people that are healthy, but I really made it. I don't mean this selfishly, but for me and for my family with that, because I believe that I was pregnant and that, that I passed this on to my kids, even though they don't realize it. And I want my kids to be healthy. And so my focus on developing the line, the line that I did at Root was to use turmeric and curcumin, resveratrol, to use, you know, black cumin seed. But I didn't, I want to tell you aloe vera, apple cider vinegar, spirulina, chlorophylla, uh, you know, barley, wheatgrass. I could go on and on. I wanted something that was non-GMO, gluten-free. So I used things before they would sprout. So even if it was a grain that was a wheatgrass, it didn't have gluten in it. You know, I really wanted this because I wanted to be able to give to people something that didn't have the sugars, that didn't have all these things and help heal the microbiome of the stomach, help keep spiral sheets and the viral loads down and the bacteria and the fungus, because I think they're all connected. And I think that when you get Lyme disease, the real thing that I think happens is this inflammatory cascade and all of that stuff, because it goes down, it just starts breeding in the body. So my goal was part selfish to be able to create natural products that were really expensive to make, but really good. So I can make them in bulk so that I could take them the rest of my life. And I can tell you the clean slate formula is basically my seventh version. I ended up making it and really, if you taste it now, you'll taste the salt because <laughs> I embedded it with high amounts of uh, trace minerals and vitamins because I wanted something that would be a catalyst bioavailable and communicate in the body that could keep this down. And since I've been on the products I make, 
I feel better than I've ever felt. I don't experience the rheumatoid arthritis, but I do sometimes have to go up and I don't want your audience to do this, but for me, I sometimes have to take half a bottle. If I start feeling sick or feel like it's coming back, I will drink half a bottle of the clean slate and I'll take more of the restore so that I can make sure that I have the turmeric root at a very high level in my body. I made the zero in, which is the third product because of the neurotransmission of the brain. I don't know if your audience knows this, but when you get Lyme's disease, the neurotransmission of the brain, it's like depleted, right? And then I also made a product that produces NAD in the body and protects the mitochondria and the gluathione because I understand too, when the spire sheets are in there, your NAD is depleted, but people may or may not know this. The spire sheets have NAD. So NAD is in every living organism. And the problem is if your body is depleted in NAD and they have NAD, then you can't get better because your body's not strong enough to fight it. So I don't like to talk about Lyme disease a lot because it makes me cry and almost ruin my life, to be honest. And it, you know, it, it took me from being this person that had my whole life, you know, um, that I thought was going to be this fantastic life to something that for years it was, you, you just, you couldn't even talk about it to people because no one even knew what it was. And if they did, they didn't want to hear it. Um, and so I really feel blessed that I was put in a situation to become a scientist that I was able to get my memory back. And I do want to tell you this. I never fully got my memory back. I, I used to be able to look at a piece of paper and I never had to study. I never had to worry about it. It took years for me to relearn even simple math and science. I mean, I almost failed out as math and science in college, <laughs> but yet I had straight A's in high school because I couldn't, I couldn't even communicate. Like you told me earlier, you couldn't communicate before the show. That's how I was. I couldn't even say my name is Christina, <laughs> right? It was, it was bizarre. So I, I feel now fortunate, but I can see how people almost give up because it's really hard to have this disease, this illness and not have people understand. Well, Dr. Ram, thank, first of all, thank you for coming on and sharing such a difficult part of your life. We know it's not easy. And thank you for providing hope and inspiration to our listeners, because I mean, hearing where you were and seeing where you are now is such a radical transformation. And it's so beautiful to see how far you've come and how well you're doing. We're going to put links in the show notes of this podcast for your root products, because we think they're amazing. And we want to encourage our, our listeners and our followers to go check them out at your website. And that'll be in the show notes. We're also going to put a link to your book, Cure the Causes, in our show notes as well. Brilliant book. And we are very, very happy to share that with our, our listeners and audience to well to listen to that. And we're going to, on the spot, invite you, Dr. Ram, to come back on for some other future endeavor with us, whether it's a follow-up podcast episode or some other educational series we can do, because there's so many other topics we feel we can dive into with you in great detail to help the Lyme community at large. So again, just thank you so much for this your time today on this interview. And thank you so much for joining our Tick Bootcamp podcast, Dr. Ram. Thank you. I'd love to come back. I'm almost starting to cry. So I hope I don't do that next time. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm glad you're at such a great example for people. And I hope it does give hope because it's easy to give up. And I don't want anyone in your community to do that. Thank you for listening to our Tick Bootcamp interview with our guest, Dr. Christina Rahm. To our listeners, we have a call to action. First, if you'd like to learn more about Dr. Rahm, please check out our Instagram at Dr. Christina Ram. Again, that's Dr. Christina R A H M. Second, if you've enjoyed this episode of our Tick Bootcamp podcast, please share it with your friends on social media. Third, 
Tick Bootcamp has created a Tick Bite Blueprint that has been inspired by the information that has been shared with us by past podcast guests. We urge you to visit our website at tickbootcamp.com slash bite to view our blueprint. Fourth, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify to get your automatic episode updates of our Tick Bootcamp podcast. Please take a minute to leave us an honest review on your podcast platform of choice. And finally, if you'd like to search our podcast library of almost 300 episodes, subscribe to our email list, or share feedback with us, please check out our website at tickbootcamp.com. Thank you, as always, for listening.